welcome to Wealth Mindset, a place where there is equal opportunity. A place where you decide, flourish, and commit. Where you have the freedom to be and thrive. Don't just fuel your passion, but walk in truth, in your divine purpose. Reap the rewards God has for you. Join us while we take a look inside the purpose mindset, where we look at business sense, money matters, coins and currency, and checks and balances. We talk about growing your network, net worth, and net income for your family and the community. Let's empower Black families and support UMERadio.com. Don't also forget UDMIBrands.com and FamilyAllTheWay.com. Good morning, good morning. Happy Saturday, beautiful people. Happy holidays as well. <laughs> now, it is said that our lives are transformed when our minds are renewed. A wealthy life is therefore the product of a wealthy mindset. The Wealth Mindset Show seeks to renew the mind, which is with proven plans, with proven strategies, principles, and philosophies that will establish the right paradigms for prosperity in all, all areas of life. With the Wealthy Mindset, entrepreneurs and wealth seekers will be empowered to activate, to innovate, to create, and to elevate in order to thrive, not just survive. We will inspire people of color to create wealth, to leave an inheritance for their children's children and a legacy in them. A legacy that creates a brand new generation of wealthy mindsets. Hi there, everyone. My name is Marcia Gay Miles and welcome to our show, Wealth Mindset. Now, I am a lifestyle engineer and a digital wealth creator. I build businesses online and I'm also an engineer, vocational training, background in engineering. And so I'm all about renewing, restructuring, rebuilding when it comes to success and businesses and wealth, right? So I am doing this all the way here from Kingston, Jamaica. Now, as a leader, as it relates to engineering and even financial education and empowerment, I have identified a common factor. It plagues and attacks the majority of us who seek financial enrichment, who seek wealth. And I dare to say it even rivals financial literacy. And that is, we have a weak wealth mindset, a weak wealth mindset syndrome, right? Now follow me here. It affects the majority. It affects even me. And it's something we all have to fight to therefore get on the other side of it and create wealth for ourselves. Now, how do you know that you have that syndrome? How do you know that you're plagued with a weak wealth mindset? Well, I'm 100% sure if I were to ask you, don't you know that you should be saving? Don't you know that you should be investing? Don't you know that you shouldn't spend more than you earn? Don't you know that you should manage your money's budget? Every single one of you would say, yes, I already know that. But what we know, we're not doing. 
there's a disconnect, there's a breakdown, and that has a power over us. So therefore, we keep doing different than we know. That's how you know you're plagued with it. That is how you know you have a weak wealth mindset. So that is the purpose of this show. It is here to uncover that, help you realize that there is an issue. You have a problem. And we want to develop and strengthen your mindset. So once your mind is now properly set, it will be set up to create the wealth you desire in every single area of your life. Your success in every area starts right here. So again, welcome to the Wealth Mindset Show. Now, today we're going to talk about the topic of the season, literally. It's Christmas, happy holidays. But we're going to talk about it in relation to wealth. Christmas consumerism. Christmas consumerism. I'm 100% sure, again, if I were to ask you, aren't you itching to be purchasing more right now? I know I am. I know, I will confess, I am. I'm looking online for deals. I'm looking online for sales. I'm preparing to make sure that I have a gift for my husband and my bonus son and my mother and my everybody I want to be gifting the world. Why do we feel that way? Well, it is the most wonderful time of the year. Everything is buzzing. We have these high energies. Everyone is happy. The vibrations are high. And there's a strong buzz of hope and anticipation and expectation. And what we're seeing, and you're seeing this on the screen right now, is that Forbes magazine recently reported that online sales for Black Friday and Thanksgiving reached $14 billion. $14 billion. I'm going to let that sink in a little bit because we all are contributing to that phenomenal number and it's not in our pockets so we have all this high energy happening and we are desiring to spend we do we desire to spend we are in the literally the highest retail season of the year sales are here there and everywhere money spending happening left right and center now, that article highlighted 14 billion. Here's what you need to know. That is not the best that could have happened. Historically, year after year, the retail sales in this particular season, Thanksgiving to Black Friday, will top the year before. So this is the first year that it did not top. It did not top last year's sales. It did not top 2019 pre-pandemic sales at all. So we're seeing a decline, but still $14 billion were spent. Now, here's what I love about this article. And I love, love, right? Inverted commas, love. The top concerns in this article that they highlighted were the following. Number one, the, they don't have as many products to sell. That was a top concern. They don't have as many products to sell. We understand that because of the pandemic, we have a challenge now with the global supply chain. And so there is manufacturing that was impacted. So not as many things were being produced and made and then getting them shipped across the world. That was a challenge. So because of that, we have back order and things that are stuck, things that we desire. When I say we, meaning the, the stores, the retailers, right? They can't get what they want to sell to us. 
So that was a problem. Then the other problem and concern they cited was that because of inflation, so for you to understand, inflation means that the value of your dollar it does it's, it's decreasing. So a hundred US dollars could have purchased maybe 10 things last year, but because inflation has gone up, that same hundred dollars can only purchase five things. So your same money value is purchasing less. It has less purchasing power. Inflation has gone up. So the, the retailers are concerned. And because of that, they couldn't offer you the sweetest deals that they used to. So you remember but before you would hear things like up to 75% discount, 50% off, 30% off. There was nothing less than 30% in years of past. And today, in recent times, what you're seeing is 15, maybe 20. So they couldn't offer as big of the sales that would have attracted you to purchase even more. I know if I saw 75%, I would have been more inclined personally to purchase more. But then guess what they did? It's called marketing. It's called marketing. They put solutions in place. Okay, Marsha wants that, but we can't get her that product, but we'll get her something close. And they did very well at redirecting us to the things that we would still want right they even put in a few payment options and platforms that allowed us to buy now and pay later i know i've personally seen it i'm like wait what i can make four payments i don't need to pay everything up front ladies and gentlemen it is so that you can still spend that money and guess what that buy now pay later option their revenues are up 422 percent over the 2019 figures meaning more persons are choosing the options. And guess what? They're not, they're not charging you at all. They're not. If the cost was $100, they say four payments of 25. You're not even paying interest. So of course, you're inclined to use it. They're even allowing you to do curbside pickup because persons are concerned of the crowds, you know, with the pandemic and COVID. We don't want to be. So don't worry. We'll deliver it to you at the curbside. They have so smartly allowed for us to still spend that dollar. All I have been asking since I've been reading these articles and seeing these numbers was, but aren't we in a pandemic? Like that is still my question. Wait, aren't we still in a pandemic? If you've been watching this show, I have covered certain topics. The great resignation was a major topic. I've, been, I've talked about the impact of the pandemic on employment. So people aren't making as much money. People are stretched thin. People don't have a job. How are we still participating in this huge $14 billion of spending? And inflation doesn't just affect the retailers. Inflation also affects us, ladies and gentlemen. They can't give us as big a discount. I understand. But, but guess what? We also can't spend as much money because we are still participating in the same economy. They can't give the discount, but we, our money doesn't buy as much. But we're still spending. We're still spending. And aren't we still dealing with the pressures of life? If our $100 can't purchase as much as it did before, it can barely afford the rent, the car notes, the insurance, the gas the petrol, the petrol, the petroleum, and it can barely afford covering, putting food in your household. 
how are we still participating in these $14 billion of retail sales for the Christmas season? You see, we are in an environment that has renewed our minds and created a paradigm that literally encourages us to spend, 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 to consume more than we produce, to buy more than we create, to spend more than we generate. Why exactly can't we shift the narrative? I have nothing against spending. I really don't. Actually, everything I've spent on in this season so far is to create more income for me in 2022. I'm going to confess that. It is to position me to then create more. So far, I'm trying to resist the urge to do the ones that I just want to because I want to, right? So ladies and gentlemen, we, we have a battle in our minds. What has us stuck? Why can't we seem to overcome this urge to give in to the Christmas consumerism? Wealth, this is the Wealth Mindset Show. Wealth cannot be created with these kind of habits. It cannot be that our spending power is less, that we are cutting back on what we're earning, that the cost of living has gone up. Everything has gone up in price, and we're living in this day by day, and we're still contributing to $14 billion. Well, that's why I'm so excited about our interview segment this morning. Our interview segment this morning, I really thought very long and hard about the perfect person that would be able to address this concern. And when I realized that I did have that perfect person, you know, we have been friends for years. We actually attended the same high school and I've been seeing her do phenomenal things right here in Jamaica. You see, she is a marketing and brand specialist with one of the leading and largest companies in Jamaica. And she even has her personal brand. It's called Brand Resh. Her name is Reshima Kelly Williams. But one thing I will tell you about Reshima is that not only does she understand the business of it all, understand how to push it out there so that we're spending those $14 billion, Reshima, <laughs> but she herself personally is a very savvy money manager. So Reshima, I am super excited to have you here because I know you can speak to both sides and help us to navigate this Christmas consumerism. So welcome to the Wealth Mindset Show, Reshima. Hi, good morning and happy holidays to everybody who is tuned in. So happy to be here with you, Marsha. I'm happy to have you. So we're going to jump right into it. First of all, Reshima, marketing specialist, brand specialist. <laughs> So that means you know how to get that money out of our pockets, even when we don't have it. Why do we have this culture of just consumerism? Why? So the first thing I would say is, you know, what is consumerism? And it's important to understand what brands and businesses are trying to achieve. They also take the time to understand who the consumer is. Because as a brand or if you're offering a product or a service, then you need to be satisfying a need. You need to be feeding into a niche, whatever that niche is. So it's important to understand who your target is. I mean, as you said, it's, 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 it's a time of giving. It's Christmas and we want to give. We want to be in the festivity. And what brands do is play on the fact that we are in a giving mode. 
we're in a giving mode. We find the things that you want. We find the things that you are interested in and we find creative ways to market it. We create the need to tell you that you need it. We spoke about it earlier. You know, why is it that we feel so compelled to spend if we see 75% off or if we see 30% off? And that's what the Thanksgiving and the Black Friday period does for us too. So it's, it's important that brands take the time to understand their consumers and sell them what they need. <laughs> Thank you. That I, if I could just have a trigger every time I'm to swipe the credit card to, to remind myself, they're doing this to you. <laughs> yeah. you know? yes. They're doing this. This isn't because you want it. They created it. That's Walk I away. Like that. Walk they away. created the environment. They created the need. You, I thought I had the need. <laughs> exactly. They Right. That's exactly what brands do. They create the need. So sometimes you see something and you're like, you know, maybe that could make my life a little bit different. And what also adds to that is the advent of technology. So technology makes a lot of things easier for consumers. So if I see something and it's different and it can make my life easier, I mean, I, I share with you, I have a smart home and my husband is a technology specialist. So he delves into everything that is related to technology and we try all of these things, but he's also a, a cyber specialist and he understands mm -hmm. the science behind it. And in doing so, it's not just getting technology because a lot of persons have privacy concerns, but he does extensive research before he installs absolutely anything. But mm -hmm. again, it's creating a need. Why do you need a robot, um, a robot cleaner? I mean, if you are a busy person, then having a robot cleaner makes a difference. You can program it when you're sleeping. It can do the cleaning and clean the, clean the carpet for you while you're asleep when nobody's in the way. So these things also, so it's important to understand that creating the need for some of these products and services, you may not have thought about it, but it does make a difference. Powerful, very powerful. All right, so you have created this need, but yet still, fine, all of us are consumers. Everybody, we have that trigger, got mm -hmm. it. But when you look at the statistics, the minorities, people of color, they're the biggest consumers. So we, 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 we operate in the smallest wealth pie, the smallest, the smallest piece of the wealth pie, mm -hmm. but yet still we spend the most. Yeah. Why do you think that it is? I think it's a part of it. I do believe it's, it's, it's marketing. Mm -hmm. And I think what we would have done is tap into the consumer's mind. And although we have the smallest piece of the pie, mm -hmm. as you said, people of color, we like nice things. We like the finer things we will do what we can in order to get the things that we want sometimes not to our benefit because sometimes persons will spend outside of what they have which right. is where our conversation and what you are trying to bring across around wealth mindset yes. um you know is where you need to create the balance but mm -hmm. it's very easy for us to do that because it's natural for us. We want to look nice. We like the finer things in life. And we tend to do that sometimes without thought, which is why there is a, there is a saying that says that's why the rich will remain rich because yes. when they have money to do things, they are more likely mm -hmm. to use the money to earn more money. When we earn our money, the minute we earn it, we're so happy. We're ready to celebrate that win. Mm -hmm. And that's our, that's our, natural response 
Yes. You know, and, and we do that without thought sometimes. But I do believe that we are changing the narrative, even mm-hmm. using a platform like this, where mm-hmm. we're we're talking about it. And there are a lot of programs, there are a lot of books talking mm-hmm. about financial wellness and, and why it is important and persons wanting to retire earlier than the average age of retirement because we also want to to live a little bit more and not yes. work all the time. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. And that is so true. You know, as you're speaking, I really thought of that image. Uh, we see those memes ever so often when they mm-hmm. compare side by side are a true wealthy person and Yes. So happens that the the other person is always black, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the gold chain and the suits mm-hmm. or the fanciness that we know was a ton of money, mm-hmm. and then you have a Mark Zuckerberg that has mm-hmm. on a t-shirt and jeans and some <laughs> New Balance sneakers. Yeah. He's one of the wealthiest men in the world. So you're right, can... we do have that pride in Absolutely. all the appearance and that. Yeah. Wow. But I can tell you, the mindset is shifting. Mm-hmm. Um, the younger generation, you know, from our age group and, and younger than us, the millennials, the Gen yeah. Zs, I share with my my circles more often than not that one of the things that I would take from, you know, the Gen Z and the millennials is that they are not afraid to challenge the status quo. Mm. They are not afraid to, to push the envelope. And a lot of them are seeking to be entrepreneurs at a very earlier stage in their lives versus us who were kind of trained and and taught to do a nine to five in corporate. Yes. But they're like, I am, I prefer to put in this amount of work for myself. Mm-hmm. And, and it is something that I admire about them. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. I too. Well, okay. So Reshima, let's, sh- let's shift now to fully that savvy money management side. I remember you sharing about how your mom was so instrumental in establishing that foundation through through her own habits not even through what she told you because you know i always say you know people listen more to what you do than what you say so she demonstrated a lifestyle of budgeting you know knowing what to do with a dollar and so on so with all of that being said can we sincerely have a merry christmas on our budget Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, as you, you, you mentioned, and, and it, you saw it in a post that I made in mm-hmm. referring to mom, mm-hmm. and you are right. She taught me through doing because it was never a conversation. And I say it all the time that as, as babies, we come here as a blank slate. So it is how you are socialized. It is what you are taught that makes the difference. And what I observed my mother doing is always saving. Mm. always putting something aside always preparing and she was consistent wow um so in terms of growing up and preparing for back to school once school closes and she gets the book list my books were purchased from the earlier part of summer not in september when everybody is in the back to school mayhem that was not and 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 i think i get that level of preparation and thoroughness from her mm-hmm. because i get and I get anxious when I don't feel prepared or if I don't have the money to do something. So I always prepare. Another thing that, that she did, which is very traditional to Jamaica, is what we refer to as partner or for the person in the global landscape. It's, it's a savings plan that you would have where you put money monthly and then you get a lump sum over a period of time. Right. You know, 
it was important for her to do that so that she could prepare for what is to come. So she always um, took her payout in preparation for back to school. Mm. Or so any big spend that she had, she prepared for it by doing that. And that is also how she did um, my college. So I would have done, um, I, she would have prepared and done student loan for a period of time. But then the final year, she said, listen, I don't want you to have all of that money to pay back. So for the final year, I'm going to do this saving and we, you will have one less year to pay. So it is in observing that, that I, that I learned that. And I have also taken that on because I now do that for a lot of my friends. And even moving away from where some of them work, yes. they're like, listen, we're not saving with anybody else. I don't mm -hmm. care where in the world you are, you are going to be the custodian of my saving. And becoming an adult yes. and you know, reconnecting and keeping in touch with my friends who are also in the in um that I met in the banking industry, mm -hmm. they have encouraged me to continue and to be consistent. So a very close friend of mine, um, Camille, was who encouraged me to read the book, The Secret, which is The Magic. Mm -hmm. And that book, literally, it starts from you being grateful. So it's mm -hmm. practicing gratitude and putting things in the, in, in, the, in the atmosphere of what you want for yourself, which includes financial well-being and wellness. But it is important for you to write down these things, to know what your goals are, and to target it, to save towards it. And consistency and preparation is what gets you there. I'm hearing commitment, consistency, and um, yeah, that. And first of all, big ups to mommy. Just gonna yeah. put that out there. That's yeah. a major, major key. Um, her demonstration is profound. You know, and um, and I'm so excited about, you know, when you are doing that for, you're doing it for your peers, you know, probably for your children, whatever the case may be, um, they're definitely in the right environment, right? Now, so to wrap up quickly, I don't want to leave without this. Could you share with us your top three tips that would help us to curb the overspending mm -hmm. and focus on the meaning of this season and still have some fun? Absolutely. So one, you need to prepare. So personally, in preparation for Christmas, as I tell you, it's my favorite time of year. And because of that, I know in order to keep myself in check, I need to prepare for it. So I prepare for Christmas because I want to, to give love, but I also like gifting and I prepare for that. So I save for it every year and ensure that I'm able to do it. Consistency know what it is that you want be consistent in what you do and that's the reason the book compound effect also trains the mind to say you don't need to do it in one big go but do it in small pieces and it will eventually grow and that is the compound effect mm -hmm. so it's very important to be to prepare and to be consistent and this one may not connect with only um financial well-being but be grateful, mm. be grateful, be grateful and keep God at the center of everything that you do because he helps to direct you. He gives you the direction in any mission that you have for yourself. And once you are grateful and you practice gratitude daily, you mm. will see the difference in your life. I personally use an app called the gratitude app and I write in that app every single day 
what it is that I'm grateful for, even if it is just to be grateful to be alive because somebody did not wake up this morning. Resh, Brand Resh, thank you so much. Be prepared, be consistent, and be grateful. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it right here. Those were phenomenal nuggets generally overall all the information and the wisdom you shared this morning. I absolutely know it has absolutely renewed someone here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Reshima Kelly Williams, Brand Resh. We can find you where, Reshima? Brand Resh Kel is my IG handle. All right, awesome. Brand Resh Kel. Reshima, thank you so much for your time. And the thank book you for recommend having me. Yes, thank you so much. God bless you. I loved it. Now, the book recommendation for this week is what Reshima mentioned, which is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Ladies and gentlemen, get that book. It's about doing the small things, but eventually those small things compound and have that snowball effect. So, ladies and gentlemen, today was a phenomenal episode of the Wealth Mindset Show. I know you were inspired and impacted. Remember to like, subscribe, and share. Click the notification bell so you do not miss this episode. Feel free to share it with your friends so that they can come back and watch this and curb their spending for the Christmas. Always hold your vision, keep your faith, stay in gratitude, and live on purpose. It's your girl, Marsha Game Miles. You can find me on all social platforms at that handle. And I'll see you next week. And we close right now with a special message from one of our partners here in today's spotlight. Bye-bye. Are you ready for the weekend? Weekends on UME Radio. Get the UME Radio app. Weekends on UME Radio. The sun is up and so are we. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram and Facebook, all at UME Radio. UME Radio. Positive entertainment 24-7. Subscribe on YouTube and click the notification bell.